Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Podcast. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and we're joined for this episode by Aki Kako. Aki is a serial entrepreneur currently emerged in the world of HR and big data analytics. Aki's current mission is to disrupt recruitment and HR and provide the solutions that would help society better understand job-seeking behaviours of the global workforce. He is also co-founder and head of product at Jobberate, the predictive analytics technology platform for HR and recruitment. And he's the partner at the awesome global HRU series among conferences and HR tech tank events. Aki Kako, welcome to the HR Chat Podcast. It's great to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Firstly, if you don't mind, please tell me a bit about your early career up to founding HRU. Sir, sir, I have been always entrepreneur, so actually I have never been really employed by others. Um, I don't know the exact reason for it, but like uh, from the young age, I have always find it quite interesting and, uh, and as well um, somehow better platform for me to have my own own companies and basically do two things uh, that I like through those companies. Uh, first part of my career was actually in restaurant businesses. So I had I had restaurants in in Finland where I'm from till up to 2009. So I was I was doing very different things than uh, what I'm currently working on in the field of HR. But of course, in the restaurant businesses as well, we hired a lot of people and 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 the HR was present present there, but it was not that sole focus of mine and then after 2009 i was kind of thinking what next what should i do uh, i kind of left left the restaurant world by by selling all the all the restaurants that i was involved i was looking at what to do what to what would be kind of next challenge for me and i got actually accidentally involved in a recruitment agency and and kind of started to look how the recruitment agency world could be developed by just applying let's a little bit more uh, modern technologies and basically from the recruitment agency uh, we spin off two companies uh, and basically that provided the platform for me to kind of uh, find myself in developing different recruitment and HR related services and as well become like more uh, internationally focused because before that I was very much doing things only in Finland but they have recruitment provide a little bit more scalable platform as well to look beyond Finnish market. Now, maybe I misheard you there, but did you say that you kind of got into recruitment by accident? If so, I'd, I'd love to hear a bit about that story. Yeah, well, it was actually through a strike. So there was there was a strike in harbors that happens every two years in Finland. And my friend was basically owning one of those harbors. I had a locker room discussion with him about it. And then we ended up to do something about it. Like it was pretty much a blackmail situation. Finland is like an island, everything goes and comes either by plane or by a by a sea. So what we did basically was set up a Facebook group to recruit people to open those harbors during the strike. And of course some people didn't like it that much, but we got kind of a lot of positive feedback and we actually were able to operate those harbors during the strike and actually break the strike. And after that we were contacted by a lot of people that hey, what you do is something interesting. We should we should apply things that you did uh, to very quickly recruit a lot of people and mobilize people as well in our recruitment process. So if you want to work with us, let's do something together. So we basically set up a recruitment agency because we didn't know anything about like what else we could do. And basically from the recruitment agency, 
then further develop other services and other businesses by learning like how the states is and then what could be done differently. Yeah, but it was a very much of a accident that happened first from a locker room and then develop the very, let's say, disruptive way of uh, recruiting a lot of people to quite old-fashioned industry through through like a social media, mainly uh, mainly Facebook. Okay, so uh, it, it very much fits with uh, your entrepreneurial nature then that uh, businesses are, and uh, new ideas are coming out of necessity and then you're running with them and, and making a big success of them. So congratulations. Now tell me a little bit about HRU and sure. how, it, how, it is, how it's uh, changing the way HR and talent pros learn and collaborate. So actually I, I came across unconferences in HR uh, by attending Bill, Bill, Burman, uh, Bill Burman's true events in London, I think it was 2010, when I was starting to look, okay, what we could do in the UK, uh, and I looked what kind of events are there, where should I look, like a little bit more those kind of ideas that are not yet mainstream. So I went, went to Bill's event, and I liked the format there. It was purely around recruitment themes, uh, uh, which was then my focus as well. So it provided very nice uh, way of, lot of like meeting a lot of people was relevant for me and I eventually went more and more to these events in different countries and then partner up with Bill actually to kind of scale the true platform as well and we did it about I would say two and a half years together uh, grow the true, true brand globally did a lot of events in Asia and as well in Europe uh, together with Bill and the local organizers but then for me like I saw the limitations as well in the way that it was running it was more like an open source model where I was seeing as well the kind of event to be obviously a bit different location by location. And as well, the purely recruitment focus wasn't really any more interesting for me uh, because of other other develop, uh, businesses that I was developing as well. So we end up to separate our paths and I started to build HRU to be focused more on the HR side of the things and uh, build continue, continued with true events. So basically I, I joined existing concept and then develop it further and from that we eventually then spin off uh, the HRU that is currently currently my uh, focus. And you're also the founder of Candorine which claims to help organizations to transform their talent attraction processes from push to pull these wonderful marketing terms push to pull and sure. conti- continually strengthen their employment brand. I'd, I'd love to learn more about this strategy and this approach. Um, I'm, I'm a big yeah. believer in, in HR people, modern HR people are also marketers to a certain extent. So please tell me more about this. Yeah, so Gandarin is as well one of those companies that we spun off from the recruitment agency. And uh, what, we, what we realized that the way that we basically market was really, I would say, old fashioned and uh, still is in many companies. It's very focused on job advertisement. So basically creating a job advertisement and trying to get people to apply uh, while we know that, okay, the best people are not currently uh, necessarily looking. So we have to have to think of other ways to connect with them. And often the other way is in company sourcing. So basically looking at based on qualification, who we should talk to, uh, finding them from LinkedIn to GitHub to Stack Overflow for, or any other channel and then reaching out cold. While what we do in Candor is basically helping companies to use similar ways than you would do as a marketer or building interesting content to attract those people towards you, not only job advertisement, but mainly expertise content that basically you can exchange their contact details. Uh, so that basically instead of going cold to people who are not even 
aware of you. You can have warm leads to your sourcing and, and recruitment team to talk to, not the people who would apply, but the ones that are kind of between being interested uh, and, and uh, kind of curious about you and what you do, uh, not necessarily yet about the employment opportunities. So build this kind of like a marketing machine in the companies is, is what we do day in, day out. So what it, what it kind of practically means is we often work with like redefining what it, like modern carrier site looks like, building it on top of new platform that you can actually do lead generation campaigns and all, all sorts of lead uh, nurturing activities, as well as lead scoring, which is not typically possible in typical ATS-based systems. Now, this might be a bit of a tricky question for you. Uh, um, what, what does an average work week look like for Aki Kako? Is, is there such a thing, Aki? If, if so, yeah, there I'd, is I'd love a bit of it. Like, yeah, yeah. Given that we do about 50 events every year under HRU brand, and as well now uh, in Canberra, we do a lot of training, so like on site with clients, uh, it probably average week consists at least one or two travels. So it, Either it's within the Europe or it's somewhere somewhere like US or in Asia. But anyway, it's it's, it's pretty often that that it con- contains travel and then uh, meeting clients face to face, training their team or or talking with them in HRU events. So that's probably it. And then of course trying to catch up with everything else uh, when I'm connected. So whenever the Wi-Fi is available, that that becomes my office. I'm also keen to understand a bit about what you look for in your employees when you when you're when you're bringing on new te- team members. So far in this interview today, you've been almost a little bit blasé about how, how straightforward it is when you get an idea uh, from a necessity or something to run with it and create a whole business. And you've just mentioned, hey, you've got nigh on 50 events going on around the world. And it, it all yeah. was born out of your natural entrepreneurial spirit. How how do you go about finding people for, for your organizations who, who work? for you who have that same sort of mindset okay here's the challenge um and we're just going to get on and do it Uh, what do you look for well i think like the whole concept of employment and how it has been past defined is pretty flawed in a way because i work with many people project-based and people are not necessarily there for career often as well the people that we work with they are quite young and they kind of like look different opportunities and kind of stepping stones in their career so it's it's some people are there for a longer period of time and some people are there for a certain project uh, only. Same as with HRU, we try to partner up with local companies and local people. So basically provide them a platform instead of us doing all those events because then basically we can empower them uh, to be the evangelist locally and, and basically be our face there and, and kind of the uh, event organizer. It's so near to TEDx type of concept that we have them uh, us doing all of the event work that of course requires less people as well in a kind of like typical uh, event operation sense. So you have to kind of like not only look at the people but as well the type of work that they need to do and, and maybe maybe rethink okay how, how do you structure not only by hiring people but as well using a lot of contractors and freelancers and uh, ways that people actually want to be employed today. Now, if you don't mind telling me a little bit about um, your top two or three things that you love about your 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 working week and your job, um, you mentioned, for example, you're creating lots of new events. You're giving uh, partners the opportunity to empower themselves and help spread the word. You're you're traveling all over the world. Um, m- maybe I'm getting at some of these things, but in your own words, what are the top two or three things that you love about your job? So, 
before when I was traveling quite a lot, like the first two years, it was more mostly like the learning experience on like what is different, like like what is different in different locations, how how people are doing things differently. But now it's more like what is the same because actually I would say eighty percent, maybe even more, uh, things what we do is basically same, and we should focus maybe a little bit more on those things and kind of try to find the common ground and kind of like connect people as well because of those common interests instead of only like what what separates us so in a way like learning about new culture has been really big uh plus in my my current current work and ability to do that like in a what quite free free way so if if we have a lead that somebody wants to organize an event like we just got in uh in south korea I can freely kind of as well look at it as well from the perspective of, of my personal learning. It doesn't need to be limited on, on uh, let's say the kind of uh, typical corporate like goals and targets. Okay, thank you very much. Now, the HRU event format is designed for individual interaction and a high level of engagement. Um, and for those reasons, you, you, you cap the number of attendees to, to just 120. Um, can you, can you explain a bit more about why it's so important to keep those numbers so small? Because I'm, I'm, I'm sure you must have been presented with lots of opportunities before from partners and sponsors and whatnot to make the events much bigger. And that must have been very tempting for you. But yeah. then I, I guess it compromises some of those other goals. Tell, tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a lot of events that you can you can call to various thousands of people. But then in the end, end of the day, how many of those people you can actually meet? How many you can actually have a meaningful discussion? And how many you can really build a connection within those events? Probably is is much smaller number than the 120 that we allow uh, to be the maximum of, uh, like attendee number in our events. But overall, we run run like. Uh, those kind of sessions in the in the events that we keep the number of people within the same session always always to be like less than 30 because then again like it keeps it to be much more like discussional people are much more like encouraged to ask questions and feel uh that they are as well welcome to ask them so when whenever you have a bigger crowd than 30 it's it's easily becomes a presentation and that's what we want to avoid because we feel that like uh, the value and why people join our events is is around the kind of like atmosphere fear that it's a place where you can ask any kind of question and not to be criticized uh, even if it's if it's not necessary uh, argued or agreed by everybody the kind of point of view that you're bringing or the question is not necessarily like spot on that you would ask in LinkedIn and collect. So like keeping it like friendly and, and, and so that it kind of is learning environment instead of like a typical kind of conference environment is our, our aim and people like that kind of event. They get much more out from it as well from the connection perspective. And um, one of those events uh, coming up pretty soon as, as we're currently recording this show is HRU Seattle, uh, which I'm, I'm pleased, very pleased to say that uh, the HR Gazette is a media partner of, along with HRU Helsinki. Uh, tell us a bit about HRU Seattle. What, what's going on there? What, what, what are the what are the hopes for the uh, for the day and and the expected outcomes? Yeah, Seattle is is one of one of our US events. So we have two two currently for the first part of the year. Uh, we have uh, Seattle March ninth uh, of March, and then we have. 3rd of May in San Diego, so both, both this side of uh, US. 
But anyway, like the theme of the event is HR and recruitment technology. So the whole day is around how do you use in different different parts of the HR and, and recruitment process uh, technology more effectively. So we are looking at to have uh, as as many like case related discussions and things that have been have been tested by companies and then discuss about those so that we would be able to share share uh, not only the current practice but as well like what what kind of things people have maybe tried but they didn't work uh, and what we can learn from those all both success and maybe failure stories would be shared there and we of course hope that as many people from the Seattle region will join us there to to kind of have that dialogue and, and learn uh, from others and, and kind of build those connections out there. So looking forward to that event. And am I right in saying that uh, the event is free to attend? People people just have to apply and then they're, they're vetted and, and accepted. Is, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So given that we are we are like limited with the number of people that we can we can have, we we have an application process for all of the events, but it's free to attend. So you just have to have to apply and then we look at that it, it kind of your your like let's say application is is uh suited for the event so sometimes for example uh, we try to avoid the situation where there will be like too many let's say service providers so that it will be relevant as well for the corporate people so we, we want kind of hear a little bit about your reasons why do you come there and then based on that we will we will select the best possible group of people for the event but yeah it's free to attend Okay, I love that you're, you're you're making you're making it just that much a little bit more accessible, but by uh, making them free to attend. So, other than the HRU events, of course, uh, what other events are you attending in the next six to twelve months, and why? Well, actually, uh, given the number of our own events, I don't have my plans for really set yet. I'm looking to do something more, maybe in Asia. So, like. Uh, Looking at a couple of events there in uh, in uh, Malaysia and, and and potentially in Hong Kong. So, so my other event plans are a bit bit as well influenced by our own event calendar. That of course as well is still uh, moving around a bit because of our kind of event partners are changing dates and so on and so forth. So yeah, cannot mention any event by name now beyond our own. Okay. Um, well, I, I think that's because you're busy enough as it is, Aki. Uh, so uh, j- just finally, before we wrap up for, for this particular show, um, can you tell our audience how they can learn a bit more about you and, and get in contact and learn more about HRU and other things that, you, that you're getting up to? Sure. So HRU, you can find us from globalhru.com. Um, I'm as well active online, whether it's Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, or Facebook. You can connect me via those channels. My name is Aki Kakko, so you can probably see it from the post. It's uh, uh, easier to, to find find me from there. But yeah, any channel, please just connect and I'm happy to discuss any anything, say, anything HR, recruitment. Okay, awesome. Well, that takes us to the end of this particular show. It just leaves me to say, Aki Kakko, thank you very much for being our guest today. Thank you very much. And listeners, I've been your host, Bill Bannum, and until the next time, you've been listening to HR Chats, brought to you by the HR Gazette. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.